podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Rangers Rabble Academy Review. It's been a wee while since we were last here, but it's just trying to find the time, obviously, to squeeze all the games in and then do a pod. Uh, today we're joined by Kerr. How are you doing, mate? I'm not bad, Willie, yourself? All good, mate. Enjoying the sunshine. A rare bit of sunshine here, so it's good to have. I know, right. I know. Let's jump right in, because we've got like five games to get through in the next half an hour, so jump right in there. Bonnie Rig Rose, obviously you were there that day with me. It was meant to be, I suppose, a big matchup. you know, the kind of top two teams in the league. Yep. What did you make of Rangers against Bonnie Rig that day? I thought they played really well, to be honest with you. Bonnie Rig Rose are a big team. And you can tell they're a decent side because obviously they're sitting top of the league and you can tell they're probably one of the teams out of the Rangers or Celtic are probably going to win the league. Uh, so I think it was a hard, te- hard task for the boys, but I think they've actually managed to they stand, they stood up well to the boys because there's a lot of big players in that team, physical players, and as you know, probably better than most other Rangers boys are still learning the game. They're still growing as well, physically and athletically. And the problem really, they outplayed them football-wise. Physically, maybe not, but football-wise, they outplayed them. Yeah, I think that was the one thing we kind of spoke about before the match when we seen some of the body right players coming out. They're obviously a fair bit bigger than some of yeah. our lads. Um, so you knew the physical contest was potentially going to be quite difficult for the lads. But you're spot on, mate. Even for the first minute, you could tell that the coaches had just said to the boys, look, keep the ball on the ground. Let's move the ball quickly. Let's, you know, let's use the triangles. Let's, like, sort of, yeah. you know, let's boys. We, we basically wanted them to tire by yeah, chasing yeah, they. And that's exactly what happened really during the game. You know, we played some really great stuff. We got a great opening goal. I think it was a deflection of memory, so I was right, it came by the goalkeeper. But then, like, I'm pretty sure it was Cole McKinnon get the second one. It was a great strike. I think it was, I. I called, I. And then, after that, Charlie McCann, Robbie Ewer, and Kane Richie Osler in a 5-2 win. Do you think that result was a fair result in the end, or do you think Rangers could have potentially scored a few more? Rangers could have scored more. Boy, I got a couple of chances as well, but I thought Rangers could have scored more. Near the end of the game, we had two or three chances in quick succession, which maybe took an extra touch. I just maybe they seen more goals in their eyes and just panicked a bit. But I thought they played really well, like you said. They passed the ball really quickly. They kept putting the ground and they moved it. The tempo was really good, and, and it did tire these boys out because I think some of the comments for the lads coming off the park for the other team, some of the fans were shouting at them and saying. These guys are good, they're quick, do you know what I mean? This is for experienced players at that level, so it's, an, it's a step up for them as well. They're used to playing guys their own way they play at the low league and they're playing somebody like Rangers who maybe don't match them physically, but technical-wise are far better. Yeah, I think that was the funny thing around us, boys, in the kind of first 10-15 minutes, you know, some of the Rangers players were getting a bit, but I think that's a really good thing to take from that game was that it was pretty much a thousand people at that game. Yeah. It was probably the first time this season that there was more of the opposition fans. You know, the body rig fans yeah. were enjoying themselves. You know, the boys were laughing and stuff like that. And But the good thing for the boys is, you know, they silenced them pretty quickly by getting the lead. They did. And then they were let up, really. You know, we just kept going and going and going. And I think that was one of the biggest things for me to take for that game. I think Bonnie Rig and I, I think probably a lot of the supporters felt as though they were just going to be too powerful for Rangers because of their physical size. But... In the end, it was just Rangers' quality that shone through. And in the end, you also, from memory, I think, was it Charlie McCann missed the penalty and then they went straight up the park? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could have been 6 1 
instead of five two. So I mean that's just the nature of the game. But in the end, it was it was. Drink then, drink then, just players themselves. Obviously, you've seen a lot more drink. They upped their game themselves. Yeah, because it was Bonnie Rigg and they were sitting top yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, I think there was a lot of talk before that game in terms of this would be the stiffest test that they'd had so far because obviously we've not played Celtic B, which a lot of people would probably say will be the toughest test. Yeah. But I think obviously to go to Bonnie Rigg, if that game had been at Dumbarton, we were the home team, then maybe people maybe wouldn't look at it as much. But I think to go to Bonnie Rigg and 1-5-2 on their patch, and as you said, by the end of the game, even some of the, the Bonnie Rigg fans were saying, yeah, they're a pretty good team, that Rangers B team, and a yeah. lot of young lads, yeah. but you know, the technical ability shone through. And for me, that was a big result in terms of like the mentality of the players. It probably yeah. gave them a boost in terms of, you know, like, we're more than good enough now to go and win this league, which I know in some people's eyes might not really mean a hell of a lot. But for the boys to go and perform like that against what is a kind of hostile place to go, you know, especially with all those Bonnie Rig fans. It was, as I said earlier, it's the first time they've really had that this season. So It was, right. And but plus, the Bonnie, some of the Bonnie Rig players have played football in the league. Totally. So they were good players as well. They've only just, I'm not saying they're physical and they're, a bit, they're getting on in age, but some of them had played at a good level, in the, even the championship level or League One. So they're coming up against good guys, guys who know the game well. So these young lads done really well that day. Yeah, they certainly did, mate. Let's move on to the next one. Yeah, Air United, obviously that ended up turning into a bit of a kind of strange kind of game overall. Um, I actually thought Rangers played really well that night in the first half in particular. I thought we passed the ball really well with a couple of good chances to score. Um, in the end, Air won free nothing because in the second half, Air really took control. Their experience yeah. shone through. Their quality shone through. Um I'm not going to touch on it too much because the result ended up changing. Yeah, I know. I know it changed, didn't it? Um, obviously, in the last 10 minutes of the game, Air United brought on a couple of their younger players who were actually still registered to be out on loan, right. which meant that both of them weren't actually eligible to play in that match. So since then, obviously, Air have been kicked out of the cup and Rangers have been awarded a free enough of the victory, which I know might seem quite hollow to some people that Rangers are still in the competition even though they've been beat 3 nothing, But, like, the thing I was going to ask you, when you go for beating Bonnie Rig, which is obviously a big high, yeah. and then, like, the defeat against Air United, do you think that, like, affects the players? Or do you think it's just one of those ones where you went for playing Lowland League opposition to Championship opposition, and you maybe just have to admit that it was just maybe that step too far? I think it might have been a bit... Uh, I, think, I, I think it affects them in a way... Not the same as by maybe first team players. I think they affected differently. I think if you're younger, you over things quicker because you always look toward, towards the next game. And I always remember when I used to coach my son's team, it was the same. They maybe get beaten Saturday, but also the next game they come to rectify that. And I think these guys at Rangers are doing the same because their long term goal is hitting the first team at Rangers or hitting the first team somewhere else. So they worry about the team's performance first and then their own performance next. So all they want to do is, if I think they've played bad, each individual they want to improve in the next game. And same as a team as own, I think the coaches will tell them that. And that, even I probably a bit of a step up for Bonnie Rigg. i never seen the game you did, and you said the second half of the experience went through. And I think when you're up against guys like that, it's going to kind of shine through, do you know that way? I mean, by all accounts, you said they held their own, which was really good for these lads, but... Sometimes it's just tough to accept our team is better on the day and just move on to the next game. I think it was harsh that they get kicked out because of poor. I know these are the rules, but sometimes I do think that's quite harsh, but that's the way it goes, I'm afraid. Yeah, look, it's strange. I mean, after the game, you're obviously feeling a bit disappointed for the lads because we'd obviously played Dumbarton in the previous round and we played really, really well. So 
I think there was maybe that kind of thought process. I mean, personally, I thought we had a chance in the game. I thought we could have come away with something. But in that second half, as I say, Ergis stepped up a level. You know, the boys scored an unbelievable free kick for like 25, 30 yards. It just hit the top bin. And sometimes you just have to say that the better team won. Yeah. And, you know, like sort of Ayr's experience at championship level shone through. We were making some mistakes. And unfortunately, when you play up a couple of levels, mistakes get punished. They do, that yeah. exactly what happened on that night. The Ayr just showed their extra quality. But one of the questions I was going to ask you, see when you play against like a team that's like above you in terms of that level, do you get away from the game thinking, right, so that's what we need to do to get to that level? Or do you just kind of shut out and then move on to the next game? I think you can do a bit of the both. Both, Wally, I think. You have to look at it and say, right, if I want to step up my own game, I need to try and obviously prove myself against guys in the championship because going for the Rangers B side into the Rangers first team is probably not going to be a pathway they're going to do at the moment because they don't think the gap's too big and it's too much... Uh, I don't an experience, but too much a risk but maybe the manager as well. So yeah. going to have to have to go out and loan. So the championship is probably where they want to go and loan because it's a hard league. It's a tough league, but it gives them experience and it toughens them up for the ASPL, do you know what I mean? So I think they probably look at it in their own saying, I maybe should have been better on the things I've done in the match, but also just like to try and rectify it and move on to the next game. But these lads have been told that. I mean, they're all at a stage now in their career where they're looking for the Rangers first team Insight, but they know they maybe have to go on loan to try and get the first team in mind at Rangers or go on loan to try and maybe get myself a move further down the line because you know yourself are 18, 19, 20. So some of these guys probably think in the back of their mind, I should be playing in somebody's first team in the next few years. No, no, mate, that's, that's absolutely right. It's not always just about making it at Rangers, it's about making a career for yourself. Yeah, you know, even if that's away from Rangers. Um, we'll move on to the next game, obviously, a bit of a disappointing result after. Beating Bonnie Rig in the league, we went to Gala and lost 2 1. I think the disappointment from that game is that you know, we started the game off well, we got the lead, which a lot of times this season, when we've got that early goal, we've went on and then kind of racked up a bit of a score. Yeah. Fortunately, against Gala, that wasn't the case. Ended up losing a couple of kind of cheap goals from our point of view, probably yeah. you know, ones that you watch back and you think to yourself, you know, they should have been defended better, we should have you know, maybe done a little bit more uh-huh. from both the goals. But do you think maybe that was maybe like a bit of a hangover from the air game, or do you think that's just a really poor excuse? Probably a bit of a hangover also, but probably maybe when they went one in the lead against Gala and they've looked at their results, maybe looked how they played this season, they probably thought, listen, this game's going to, we're going to go and win this. And sometimes that's in the back of your mind. Not, you, not that you put it there, it's just one of the things that, you know, yourself fans do it, so players do it as often up against people they think they should beat. Mindset might not be 100% right, but they'll have to rectify that and they're going to games thinking everybody's the same level and they'll have to win the games. But no doubt the boys will bounce back because they are good enough, but everything's about the a bit learning. And I mean, you say Tony Weston scored, I think it was, put them 1 0 up. And I've seen the goals, but you know yourself with mistakes at the back. Well, every mistake you make is probably every goal you watch, you can you can look at it for two points of view. You can see that's a great goal. Or the opposition saying, no, oh, it was a bad defensive error, that's caused the goal. So, yeah. every goal kind of comes from a mistake, doesn't it, somewhere along the line. But I think the boys will watch the game back and the coaches will say, right, we need to improve on this and improve on that. And sometimes it's a bit learning for your mistakes, especially at that level. Yeah, well, I think that's the one thing you do. Over this season, we have made mistakes in games, but we've probably maybe not been punished as much as we were against there. 
But against Galloway, we are punished in terms of the mistakes cost his goals. And other times, you can make a mistake and the ball doesn't end up in the back of the net. So it gets kind of bypassed almost. I know yeah, the coaches yeah. won't bypass that. They'll still show, you know, somebody should have been in that position. Somebody should have been out to block that shot. Somebody should have been in, you know, in that position rather than two steps forward or two steps to the yeah. left. So the coaches will do that. But from like a fan's point of view, when the ball doesn't end up in the back of the net, you maybe just don't like sort of overanalyze it yep. because it didn't actually like you know like cause a goal. But I think recently what's been one of the things that's for me is we have been losing some goals in games. Whereas earlier on in the season we were keeping a lot of clean sheets, we were doing a lot better defensively. And I don't know if maybe what you're saying is right, and that maybe once we get that first goal. Not that the players are shutting off, but they just feel as though it's only a matter of time before we get the second, the third, yeah. the fourth, and it's just going to be all over regardless. Uh-huh. But obviously, when you get to first-team level at Rangers, as we've seen recently, it can sometimes be a one nothing victory as, as important as a 4-1 victory can be. Yeah. Yeah. So is that something that the mindset of the players need to get now that really we need more clean sheets in games, that we need to win games 2 nothing, 3 nothing, 4 nothing, etc., but huge to try and keep zero on the scoreboard for the opposition. Yeah, I think the coach is going to I'll emphasise that to me and say, listen, a clean sheet's just as good as a goal some days because if you can keep a clean sheet, then you're halfway there to win in the game. Because if you can score one goal, then you're, they're going to win it if you can keep a clean sheet. I know we have been scoring a lot of goals because we've got a lot of exciting players, but sometimes you're not going to get the two, three, four goals, are you? So you're going yeah. to have to keep a clean sheet and maybe just get the the goal for a bounce, bad bounce, if you deflection or something. So it's it's learning every game's different. If we're gonna to have to treat every game different, some winning creates morale but also creates a bit of cockiness at times as well, I think. And sometimes maybe when you get a defeat, especially a team maybe you think you should beat, it can give you a wee slap in the backside and get you back to just normal and back to basics. So the boys will be fine because I've seen enough of them to say they're gonna be fine, but sometimes just a wee reality check at times can put them back into just back into the mode we're in at the start of the season, concentrating properly. No, I think that's a good thing. Obviously, after the defeat to like several service strolls, they've been on a good, you know, sort of run of wins. And obviously, since that game, we played Hammerby, which yep. obviously you were at that game as well, the UEFA Youth League game. What did you make of the actual game itself? And where do you think Rangers stand at that level? I know it's hard to judge just based on that one game, yeah. but do you think that Rangers? have like enough ability about them by playing in the lowland league now so basically they're playing first team football in some of these yeah. eyes maybe not in everybody's eyes some people don't see the lowland league as maybe that like level like sort of requirement kind of thing uh-huh. but do you think that playing against hammerby the fact that we played in the lowland league this season kind of showed in that game maybe our experience kind of shone through in that game against maybe some of their younger players it does i think it's toughened the boys up hasn't it obviously you've seen them before they went in there and I think you'll see a difference in them, maybe in 50-50s, or just running with somebody. They know when to barge in, they know when not to barge in, they know how to hold their own now against more physical opponents. And I thought, to be honest with you, when I went to the game with yourself, I actually thought to myself, I probably said to you, I thought this is going to be a real hard game for Rangers, because I thought Hammerby, I've, I haven't looked up about it, I've been read a bit about them, they were supposed to be a really good side, because a few other players were getting looked by bigger clubs in Europe, but Rangers won that game, I thought they won it quite comfortably myself, and I thought I was... The scoring could have been a lot more than it was. Yeah, I think that was the thing before the game. Obviously, you don't really maybe know that much about the opposition because it's not easy to find 
you know, no. like sort of under 18, under 19 football in different parts of the world. It's not really freely available to watch, but you obviously do, you know, like some Google searches, you try and find out a little bit about Hammerby. I know they'd lost one of their younger players recently to AC Milan, I think it was. Yes. So, you know, obviously there is obviously talent coming through at that level. I also believe that maybe some of their players had been moved up to the next level in Sweden. So maybe it was a slightly younger age group that had come over in some ways. Yeah. But, I mean, you're right. You know, Rangers played some fabulous football. And I think on the night, like, free nothing, it wasn't like sort of undeserved. You know, like it could have been four, it could have been five. You know, we really did have a lot of control in that game. What about Ross McCausland? He obviously scored a couple of great yeah. goals. And he's recently just signed his new contract. Is he just a kid that's just playing with a hell of a lot of confidence right now and that's how the goals maybe went in so beautifully? Yeah, it's because sometimes that's all you need, especially at that level. You don't, you, don't, you, don't really, you don't really play with fear when you're young because you shouldn't, you're not really scared of making a mistake because you always think of another bash at that. But he is playing without fear and he's playing with a lot of confidence. The way he took his goals, the way he runs at players, just his full game. He's putting a smile on his face. You can see he's really happy. And I think getting an extra couple of years in his contract helped him because... You must feel yourself, maybe the club believe in me, maybe the club think I can be uh, challenging for the first team squad. So if that's the case, then that's really good for the boy because we, you can see we watched him, he's got ability, he's got talent. Hopefully he's got the attitude and the confidence to succeed and keep going further because he looks like a really good player. Yeah, look, he's another one of the kids that's come over from Northern Ireland and also, Rossi said a few kind of niggles at the end of last season, start of this season, so he did kind of miss the early part of the campaign. But also, now that he's back in the team, now that he's back in the starting the loving, you see the quality that he's got. You know, I think it was the second goal when he stepped inside and then just yeah. whipped it around the goalkeeper. And then, like, the second one's just, I think, like, sort of the little dink that he put over the goal yeah. as well. And I think the quality that Ross has is he's so versatile. He can kind of play on both wings. You know, he can either come inside on one or he can take you to the byline on the other. He can play as a central striker because he's got that natural ability to score goals. Mm-hmm. And the club obviously see a future for Ross. Because yeah. give him a new deal until 2024. I mean, that's a fairly lengthy contract to give somebody at this stage. Uh-huh. You know, so you're thinking the club must have, you know, a pathway for Ross. As you kind of pointed out earlier, maybe that's a loan next season to see yep. what he can do, whether that's in Scotland, whether that's somewhere else. They obviously feel as though they need to test him at that next level. He's another one, as I said earlier on, and the boys coming off from Northern Ireland, like sort of Lewis McKinnon, Charlie Lindsay, Chris McKee. And also all the lads have done well this year. Chris has been unfortunate that he's had a couple of injuries yeah. that's kind of held him back. But I mean, Lewis has been playing a lot of games recently at centre-back. Charlie Lindsay is just one of those technical footballers that's a joy to watch. You know, yeah. he can play as an eight. A ten. He's played wide a few times as well, but and I think that's the exciting thing. I think in the past people maybe looked at some of the guys coming over from Northern Ireland and they just thought it was because they were Rangers fans. Yeah, yeah. You know, but that's not the case. Like they're trying to bring over the best talent from Northern Ireland that they can. You don't always get everybody. Those guys now at Chelsea and I think those guys like Man United and things like that. So you're not always going to pick up everybody. But when yeah. you look at Charlie Lindsay, when you look at Lewis McKinnon, Chris McKee. And Ross McCausland, you can see the ability. And also Kyle McClelland as well, sorry, just because I missed Kyle out there. <laughs> I mean, he's another one. And yet again, it's a market that seems to be getting stronger. Yep. You know, the whole like, um, sort of club A&I culture now that they've got over there um, seems to be a big thing. And it allows players to make that next step. I mean, I think there was like a ridiculous amount of 
think it was from either a year ago or two years ago, basically every single player had either signed for somebody in Scotland or England. Yeah. I mean, that's phenomenal. As, as. You know, and also like, you're watching now that there's like, I think there's like three teams now in Northern Ireland that have went full-time. And also Lingfield have now got a full-time academy as well. Yeah. So it shows you that things are changing and that we're looking, you know, we shouldn't be looking down at like lads coming from Northern Ireland. I know in the past maybe guys were part-time over there and they're coming to Scotland to become full-time. Yeah. And it can take a bit of time to change over. But I think we're starting to see, you know, the qualities coming through. I see Lewis has been really good at centre-back. I see it's hard to put words about Charlie Lindsay at times. Charlie can do things that other players can't. And then obviously Rossi's ability to score goals, to take players on, to create goals. It's just something that you're always looking for. You know, they're the sort of players you pay money for. Those are the guys that you want to come in and watch. And Rossi's really brought that to his game this season. Um, we'll move on to the last game. Berwick Rangers, um, 6-1 to Rangers B. Goals from Robbie Fraser. Robbie, I promise to give you a shout out, mate. I think that's your third or fourth goal of the season. You're turning into a goal machine for left back. Unbelievable. Leon King, I think that was his first of the season. Alex Lowry just doing what Alex does, really. Free kick, top bin, walked away quite nonchalantly. Like, <laughs> nothing. You know, we're all in awe. You know, it's crazy. Uh, Kyle McClelland, another one of the centre backs. I think that was his first of the season. Ross McCausland and. The usual goal for Tony Weston, it feels like. I think that was 14 now for the season between league and friendlies for Tony. I'll just come to this game kind of quickly because obviously it's going to have to go through every single goal just because of the time we've got. But what have you made of Tony Weston um, so far this season? And do you think he is one of those guys that next season we need to get out and loan just to see what level he can play at? Yeah, we need to get him out and loan because it's very hard to find somebody can put a ball in the net, but that's Lad looks like he knows where the goal is. So obviously he's got that ability and he scored goals at any level. Doesn't matter where you're playing, it's quite hard because not everybody can do that, you know, yourself. To get somebody to do it weekly for you can cost a lot of money. So if you get something in your books, you want to send him to challenge himself and see if he can do it a wee bit higher level. And if he can, then you've won a watch because these players cost millions and millions of pounds. Somebody that can score 20, 30 goals a season. And what I've seen him, he knows where the goal is. I like the way he shoots because he doesn't do a lot of backlift in it and he keeps it low and hard and he's very, he got a very hard shot on him but I think it was against Halley he was both feet he shot with which was good because if he can do that in a regular occurrence it makes the defenders think like what way is he going to go here left or right if he's shooting do you know that way and he's quick as well I know he's not the biggest or the tallest but he's quick so he may, you don't have to be the tallest to play through the middle because if he's quick and his positional sense is good and he knows where the goal is and he can step up his game a wee bit then who knows, because everybody always wants a goal scorer, well it doesn't matter where you're playing and if this boy can show the attitude and the confidence in himself and just work really hard, this guy's a limit for him because like I say, it's very hard to get a goal scorer and every club wants a goal scorer no matter where you're playing and know yourself Rangers, it's, I mean, if, when we didn't have Manila Seafrail, we were actually looking for somebody to score goals, Jermaine Defoe, we brought in Sakala who's not, had, he's not really done great since he's came, I know he's still learning but the boy looks very good and I'm just hopefully he can stay in there, stay with the club and learn and improve himself as in just first team level, not even first team level, just even go out and loan. Because going into the Championship, I like one would tough them up as well. But if you can score goals in the Championship and get your fans, you have to look at boys out there like Kevin Nisbet. First. I mean, he's been at a few teams, Kevin Nisbet, and look at him now, playing with Scotland, playing with Hibs. So 
even if you get not straight away in the first team, but go and learn your trade and just keep at it because you obviously got the ability. You see, he scored a lot of goals this season, so just keep buying them in and keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, look, I think that's the thing you can say to all the boys at B team level. Like, sort of just keep going out there and keep improving. I mean, Tony's obviously coming from Blackpool. He obviously came in at that time where COVID hit, which was really difficult for the kid. You know, yeah. there was a bit of a, a kind of short in season for the 18s. He's obviously come into the B team. He's done really, really well. Yeah, and yeah, like he's got something about him, doesn't he? He's got, it's just he's small and like it's hard. You can't just like bump the ball into the box with Tony. You know, he's not going to win that many headers. But like the way that he strikes a ball is so pure. Yeah. You know, when he hits it, it stays hit. I know that sounds silly to say that, but there's some guys that hit a ball that maybe don't seem to strike it with the power that Tony does. So when he hits it, it really seems to, you know, hit the back of the net at a solid pace. Yeah. And that's what really impresses me about Tony. And I do feel like his next step is to go out and loan and then also develop at that next level. Because as I said earlier on, not everybody sees Rangers B playing in the Lowland League at a level where like boys are going to progress. You know, there would be people that would argue, like, for instance, somebody like Leon King. Is Leon King like sort of gaining anything from playing in the Lowland League? Should he be playing at a higher level? Obviously, Kyle McClellan's been out and loan at Falkirk. Uh, Cole McKinnon's been out and loan at East Fife. So, like, obviously, you could point towards other avenues that maybe these guys should be out yeah. playing at the next level, but Rangers obviously want to do well in the Lowland League. So that's like a debate that we could have. And it's maybe something we can look at at the end of the season. Maybe we'll debate was playing in the Lowland League as beneficial as it would have been to, say, send five or six of those guys out on loan. So that's yeah. something you can look at at the end of the season when... You know, you've played maybe 35 or 40 games. Have we done well in the SPFL Trust Trophy that we've now been put back into? Right. You know, so if Rangers going to do well in that competition, if Rangers play another three or four games against good quality opposition and manage to get through them, has that been more beneficial? Has playing in like the UEFA Youth League for these guys been beneficial? So these are things you can only look at at the end of the season, in my opinion. Um, we'll just kind of fire out a couple of the results for the 18s recently. Um, a fine 3-1 win against Aberdeen. Goals from Charlie Lindsay, Jack Roberts and Greg Allen. And then they beat top of the table, Dundee United. 3-1 goals from Rory Wilson, uh, Robbie Ewer and Tyler Pasnick. So a couple of wee victories there for the 18s after a kind of stuttering start to the season, um, which hopefully is a good sign yeah. for the lads. I know it's been difficult with, you know, obviously some issues with COVID and some injuries to players. Obviously, some guys are playing for the B team, so they've not yeah. always been playing for the 18s. So hopefully they can go on a wee run of games now. I know they've got a bit of a break because of the internationals at the moment, so there's not a game this weekend in the league. No. And obviously the B team are playing tonight against Cumbernauld Colts, but there's no game at the weekend, unfortunately, yet again, because... International. <laughs> duty. I know. So that's one of the problems Rangers will have at times this season when guys are away, they're going to have to play some midweek games. I know that's not as much an issue for Rangers because we are like a full-time academy. Yeah. It can be an issue for some of the teams in the lowly league because some guys are obviously working. Yeah. All five o'clock, then they've got to rush to the stadium <laughs> to play the game. And, and look, clearly that's beneficial for us, you know, because we are... Like, I don't know, a day like today, the players probably aren't doing that much before they play the game tonight, so they're very fresh. Aye. I would imagine tonight's game, it'll be a slightly younger Rangers team because some of the guys are already to be away on international duty. 
But I like the fact that Rangers want to play the game tonight, even if it means playing more of the under-18s, because for me, that's all about development. As I, as I, I keep for you, see, like this season, if we can get, say, one player out of this squad that ends up making it into the first team, has that made it beneficial for Rangers? It has, I because I know fans look at we should be getting more than that, but it's very hard to get more than one player out of this squad. Because you know yourself, you have a hundred boys training with Rangers yeah. over a few squads, and maybe none of them make the first team. And you think where did all these lads go? They have to go and find somewhere else to play. Or they end up, they end up some point somewhere or at different levels. But if you can get one in your first team, one it saves you millions of pounds, and two, it shows your academy's working because not everybody you sign is going to hit the first team. Actually, oh. if you think if you, if you think that, then you're living in cuckoo land because it happens at no club. Even big clubs up and down in Europe, it doesn't happen that. So, no. if you can get one player on the first team, that's amazing because that's what you're looking for, just one lad. And it doesn't have to always be the best player you think it is. It could be somebody that just has got so much attitude and worth it. It shows up better on somebody with be technical ability because you have to put it all together, don't you? At the end of the day, you just kind of pick somebody who's the best on the ball or somebody who looks the best in the eye. It's a full package you have to get from the lads. So, Hopefully we get more than one, but if we can get one, that would be fantastic. No, I think that's it, mate. I mean, it's been tough at times over the last few years watching the academy. Maybe there's only been the odd player that's made that breakthrough. But, I mean, I do feel as though we have got a lot of quality at the academy. Yeah. And yeah. it's it, it's maybe just sometimes unfortunate that maybe a player picks up an injury at the wrong time and he doesn't get that break into the first team. And let's be honest about it, sometimes you need that bit of luck that maybe there's a few injuries in the first team and you get your opportunity to play, and then you never like sort of step out of the first team after that in terms of the squad. And maybe that's just what one or two of the boys need at this point. It's just that wee bit of luck to get that chance to play. And maybe he comes in and he has a great assist or a great goal, or and Robbie McCrory's, you know, he obviously had the clean sheet in both of his yeah. games, you know, one in Europe, one against Celtic. So sometimes you do just need that wee bit of luck, but... I do feel it's harder, Willie, because I feel like the squad that B team just now, Scott, they've got a fat, but if they were a B team, maybe a lower team, I'm not even going to say a lower team, just something in the same league as us, but knows ways, maybe as much squad size or uh, club size, maybe something like St. Murna, Dundee or something. You'll probably find maybe three or four of the boys maybe hit their mm-hmm. first team squad to show what they can do, but a club at Rangers, it's more difficult because the fans want success. Straight away, the managers not get time to play young guys for the sake of one in case they're not ready. Two, if he gets beat, he gets slaughtered, and three, the player gets slaughtered. I, so it's, that, a lot, I mean, it's a lot more difficult to bring them through at a big club at Rangers. No, you're absolutely spot on, mate. And that's always going to be the big thing, isn't it? That everybody asks, you know, why is more players not making that breakthrough? But that's always been the million dollar question, isn't it? You know, I mean. Yeah. I would love to see more academy players in the team. I've yeah. never had that fact. I think yeah. it's something that we need to progress and it's something we'll talk about in the future pods without a shadow of a doubt. Um, I think that kind of rounds us up for this period. I say, hope you enjoyed the pod again. We're trying our best to get as much information out as we can. I've kind of started a new job, so I'm not at every single game that I was at previously, but still trying my best to make as many as I can. Um, the next update will probably be in about a month's time. There's a bit of a kind of gap between the yeah. Cumbernauk Colts game and like the next kind of league game. So we'll try my best to keep everybody updated on that. Thanks very much for tuning in. It's very much appreciated. Uh, make sure you give us a wee like and a subscribe if you're watching right to the end. Thanks very much and we'll see you all again very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.